A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. All of West Michigan, Betsy, you're included in that because wow. you live in West Michigan. Why, yes. Yes, well, I do. at least you're Thank in you. West Michigan right now. Does <laughs> well, Kalamazoo count as West Michigan? I think they consider it Southwest Michigan because we're south of Grand Rapids. Well, then let's just put the brakes on. Good morning, all of West Michigan and Southwest Michigan <laughs> and wow. Northwest Michigan and even leaning towards Central Michigan. Wow. Everybody. Everybody. Good uh-huh. morning. Everybody everywhere. I know that mornings all across this great state are going to be better now because we started that way. Mm, and they're going to okay. get even better because well, of all the amazing new I cool would like things. to point out that you may be leaving out some people who listen to our show. Oh, the like, podcast. Yeah. And on the internet, oh they can goodness. listen live on I am going radio. to have to wish good morning to the entire world. Well, And yes. the tapes have been sent into space, right? Yes. The newest space mission is sending oh, digital copies yeah. of the Repcolite Home Improvement Show into space. <laughs> we expect to be invaded soon or just right. completely annihilated by alien life forces uh, and intelligences. Right. Either way, uh-huh. while we are still here talking <laughs> yes. before the aliens invade, right. what are we going to talk about today? Uh, we're actually going to talk about the psychology of clutter, you know, kind of because why we keep things. We are things. so up. On psychology. Well, you and I have how many degrees between us? Uh, We've got the, well, we don't have technically any we, degrees. Well, it's But we're lay of, degrees. They're lay degrees. We have degreed yes, ourselves. Right. Let's not even go there. Um, we found a good article. <laughs> well, we found a number of them. And a lot of people, we don't think about why we keep stuff. We just know that we do keep stuff. Well, yes, we shouldn't get into it too much now. I, I was going to say something. We do think about why we keep it. We keep it because we're going to need it. We, th- yeah, we keep yeah. it because it's got sentimental value, but we don't really understand the psychology of why we create those right, exactly. constructs in our mind. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about insulation with George Clark from WMGB Home Improvements. And before you go saying, well, it's so hot outside, let's not forget that we are air conditioning our homes, many of us, and you really want all those dollars that you're pumping into the AC going out the doors and windows and, and walls. Correct. And winter's coming. And winter will be here. And you want to get on their books and have figured out if you do need some insulation in your home before it gets really cold and you're freezing. Well, and what's really interesting is that, you know, I guess it's a spoiler alert. Uh-huh. The idea is that we always need more insulation. Right. George is going to challenge that. Yes. There's other things we can do that are more effective. Right. So it's definitely going to be worth listening to. We'll also be in the studio with Dan Skipper from Skip's Painting, talking about how to remove wallpaper the way the professionals do. Right, because it can be a nightmare. Yeah, and if you've ever done it, you're going to want to know how the professionals do it. Yes, or if you're looking at possibly doing (laughs) it in the future. We've got some of those, too. (laughs) Yes. But before we get to all those things, I want to go over something that I encountered this week. And I think it's something that maybe a lot of people struggle with. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a call from a contractor who was trying to help a customer 
pick a color for a handrail in their home. It's a metal handrail, and they have kind of a unique situation. Um, there are a lot of things that they can't change that are around the handrail. You know, the brick, they have uh, an old warehouse space that has been converted into some apartments. Oh, very cool. So it has the exposed brick in different colors, and it has the um, open rafters with the wood beams and all of that stuff. It has exposed duct work, so that has to also get painted because right now they're horrendous color. And they've chosen... (laughs) It is really bad. Withhold your judgment, Betsy. (laughs) It is really bad. Um, So they're painting the walls. Revere Pewter. Benjamin Moore's Revere Pewter. Great grayish color. Mm -hmm. It can be warm in certain lights, cooler in other lights. And, you know, it works really well with everything. Now the struggle is finding that color that goes with all of these other things that, you know, can't be changed. The brick and the the wood and the... Right. And a lot of people encounter this in their homes. There are just things that can't be changed or they think there's no way forward and it's locking It doesn't have to be duct work or anything. It could be brick. I've got a brick fireplace. Right. A lot of people all of this brown 80s brick. Yes. And it, it does. It gets in your head. It's tough to make a jump to another color. It stays tan all the time. Right. I've got a blue bathroom mm-hmm. that is really blue, robin's right. egg blue. It's got a tub that's robin's egg blue. Yeah. And I need, uh, what do you call those things that you put on the floor? A bath mat? Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> a rug. Right. For the floor. Yeah. And you caught me the other day. I was grabbing that. We were out buying pop for a cookout for one of the Repco Light stores. And I thought, oh, I'm going to just snag these rugs. I need new ones. And I bought, or I was going to buy, exactly the same blue as what's on the walls. It's you on said, the walls what? and it's your tub. But it's it gets everything. locked in my head. Right. That you have to make it so well, that I'm it matches. Well, I'm not sure where to go because I've got right. all of this color that I don't want to change. Right. So what do I do? I know other people run into that. Well, so the solution is to first not get locked into what you think you have to do. You know, you with the brick, you think you have to do this beige color or a tan mm-hmm. color. It just feels like that's the way to go. Right. That is not so. So the second part is... Ask for help. Get the opinions of other people. You know, ask your painting contractor. Ask the people at Repcolate and Port City Paint Stores. That's what we're all here to do. Ask that second cousin that seems to know a little (laughs) bit about decorating. Yeah, even that. Yeah, it's very hard to break out of that on your own. Like with the with the bathroom Mm -hmm. is a great example. Right. I know better. Yeah. But I never even once thought about a different rug color. Right. I was, in fact, agonizing over the fact that I couldn't find the exact same blue. Right. And you had this crazy (laughs) look on your face that was bordering on irritation. And I said, what? And you said, I can't believe you're thinking that. You could do... I said, what other color could I do? And you threw out like three or four different colors. Right. Right away. But Uh my brain didn't see it. I couldn't break out of that. Right. So that's the third thing. You have to think outside the box and allow yourself to be coaxed into thinking outside the box. And that's what I helped this contractor do. You know, they were thinking a certain gray color, but, you know, what about making it a little bit warmer, maybe more on the brown side instead of gray? And it ends up working out really well. We did end up pulling three different colors, one with the direction that they were originally thinking, just so that we had that in our minds. But then we chose two that 
weren't necessarily the direction they were thinking, a little bit more on the brown side instead of the gray side. So now they're going to get those sample pints that Benjamin Moore has, paint the poster boards, and take it in those different areas because, again, with that Revere Pewter, it does change some areas it's gray, some areas it's more beige, and you want to make sure that it all works together. The big thing is get the samples, test it out in your yes. lighting, and don't allow yourself to get locked into a color scheme that just repeats over and over. Right. No matter what's in your house, mm-hmm. there's always another option. Stop out at any Rep Collider Port City Paint Store, and we can at least help you get started on that process. Absolutely. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to be in the studio with Dan Skipper from Skip's Painting talking about how to remove wallpaper because we all know it can be a headache. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm yes. Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we are in the studio with Dan Skipper from Skip's Painting. Dan, thanks for being here. Thank you. This is going to get really confusing, you know. Two Dans in the same had... room. I feel a little overwhelmed. Did we have two Betsy's once? No, we had a, an email question yeah. from a listener who was named Betsy. Right. Yeah. So that was similar. This is a little yes, more crazy. Yes, but this is actually two of you in the same There's room. There's two Dans, overpowering. Yes. Yeah, we've got an overpowering presence, don't we? There we be. There we <laughs> be, yeah. So, Dan, why don't you talk about a little bit just about who you are and what you do? Generally, our niche is rework. Mm-hmm. Customer calls on the phone and says, hey, we need a couple bedrooms done. Uh, we get right on it. Okay. We set up a schedule, and uh, we go from there. Uh, I have two of us. It's my son and I, Nick. Uh, and we really, I mean, as far as right now, we're really swamped. Uh, so, <laughs> we get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. For 20 years, I've been in my business. And uh, it's it's been kind of a rewarding, too, because you, you deal right directly with the customers. Okay. So what areas do you cover? I know you're based... Out of Jenison area? Yes. Yeah. But we're, you cover how far? Yeah, we go all f- through West Michigan, um, ma- mostly Grand Haven, Muskegon, Grand Rapids, Holland. Uh, we've been in Saugatuck. Uh, so it's it's a variety er- of an area. Do you do any exterior things like decks and things like that? I know people are always asking that in the spring and summertime. Right. Well, that's why it's really busy because we do decks. Uh, We power wash houses, the exterior of the houses before we paint. Um, Aluminum siding, of course, was the older Sure. Uh, with the siding and with the paint that's today, we can paint vinyl. Yeah. And so that's a very popular. So you uh, do exterior? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, I have to ask this because people ask all the time in our stores, wallpaper. They ask about hangers, the people who are buying wallpaper. But the majority of people actually ask, do you know anyone who can take this stuff down? Because I bought this house and I can't get it off the wall. I tried and I almost got divorced because that's... they <laughs> wow, People say hardcore. that. People say that. They say that taking down wallpaper is like the thing that will make you get divorced because it is so horrible. Do you do that? Yes, we do. Uh, it's one of the services that uh, it's something that you don't want to say to a customer, well, 
you can do it in a Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's it's quite a process. <laughs> so uh, th- that would be a lie if you told them they could do it exactly, Saturday afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> so we generally have to tell them, hey, there's 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 a process. There's steps. You know, taking wallpaper, you, you could sometimes with the older homes, they might have double layers. Uh, oh. So we always try to say. It's kind of the unknown when you're you're removing wallpaper. Well, let's talk about it a little bit because it's something Betsy and I have covered, but I've never yeah. I haven't stripped tons of paper. And see, I've the paper some. I've stripped has come down easily, but I know I've heard the nightmare well, stories. I had a paper that we put up in our little bathroom that we literally had fights over. All of the kids see? were fighting to see who got to take it oh, off because okay. it came off so easy. Yeah. Everybody wanted to do That's it. That's right. Right. I'm sure that's your experience in real life, Dan, that yeah. normally just falls off the wall, right? <laughs> sure, definitely. It's yeah, just no, aching it's to just, come down. Right. So what does it look like? Basically, when we uh, approach a wallpaper uh, room, we want to use our little tiger paw. Okay. Uh, okay, okay, the, the paper tiger? Yeah, the paper tire. So we got to explain that very quickly. It's this little handheld tool that's got these little gauged gear wheels basically that just with little points right you can drag it lightly over the surface of the paper and it pops little holes just in the surface lightly being the key here because otherwise you'll damage the drywall if you really reef on it you can do some damage but exactly using it lightly using it lightly you just don't have to really hard elbow rubs uh but very lightly and then we use uh, a wallpaper removal do you, uh, you know which one you use on a regular basis? Diff. Okay, Diff. Diff has been, uh, but there's so many different products that you could use. Right. How do you prepare uh, the Diff when you use it? Do you use Do you use the gel or do you use the concentrate? We use both. Okay. Uh, when we get ready, uh, we, we can mix it. We put it in a, like you get it sometimes in a bottle mm-hmm. so yep. we can spray it. And then the gel, we just kind of mix it with a little bit of water too so that you get a little bit of uh, that it's mixed in. Mm-hmm. And then what we try to do is is we do sections, okay? Mm. And and when we do sections, we do like three by five areas, and then we go to another section of the wall. Sure. We do about three sections, then we go back and we repeat the process. Just repeat soaking it? Yeah, soaking it. Okay. So you're letting it sit for yes, a fairly exactly. long time, keeping yeah, it wet. Yeah, I, I would say 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Uh, and by the third time that we go back... Then you're already seeing the paper being released from the wall. I think it's a lot easier than while well, you just stick with one area. That's what people do, though, yeah, and I that's know. where I think the big uh, yeah. struggle comes from. Right. We don't want to let that stripper sit on there long enough to actually activate. Right. We're trying to move right. too fast. You're yeah. taking care of that by doing extra sections, right? So you can keep coming back. Yeah. But letting it wait is what yeah. makes the difference, doesn't yeah. it? And that makes it. Oh yeah, because then you start to see. It's starting to peel off, and then you get your longer, you know, strips of yeah. the wallpaper. And They're then, like six inches at a time now. Yeah, <laughs> not not little just tiny. little peels, <laughs> and and then everybody's getting frustrated, right? And saying, "How come this is taking so long?" Mm-hmm. But then you got the backing of the wallpaper too. So when you can get the paper off, then then we kind of use uh, with the diff yet or just hot water. Or warm water, and then we do that process again, three different sections, and then it comes off. The backing right. comes mm-hmm. off. Once you get that too. face paper yeah. off, that's the yeah. the one that resists yeah. the water and stuff like that. Quite that's often why they're coated in vinyl, and yeah. that's why it resists the water like it does. Which is right. why the paper tiger is important. Yeah. 
because yeah. it allows the stripper but, to penetrate. If you can get that face paper off, then it's just yeah. a matter of soaking exactly. that backer. Exactly. Now, when you talked about some people have two layers of wallpaper or potentially more because some people just get sick of it and they just put new wallpaper on right. the old wallpaper. Yeah. Um, is it the same process? Does it just take longer? So you take the first you know paper that was up there off and then you get the layer behind and the layer behind is that how you do that like yeah peeling or... an onion yeah it's it's the <laughs> same it, is. it will make uh, you cry <laughs> yeah it would <laughs> but uh yeah it it it's definitely the same process because okay. you got to get both off uh the main thing is is that you don't want to gouge the wall mm-hmm. you know so sometimes you use a scraper mm-hmm. okay but sometimes when you work that in when you're peeling the, the wallpaper you gouge the wall sure so you have to be very careful with that if you don't want to have a, a, a number of repairs mm-hmm. so once we get the wallpaper and and the backing off then you find it kind of the unknowns okay mm-hmm. we try to clean it we can sand it, uh, get it prepped for painting. But the main thing is, is which we always do in our process, is that we put an oil-based primer on after the walls are completely dry. And that takes all the residue because, mm-hmm. you know, you can. there's so many uh, people that think that they got the walls clean. Well, if you want to, if you go walking in a kitchen and you go on an angle, you can see where they just painted over the wallpaper mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and but the the best way is always using an, an oil-based primer and that bonds the surface okay and it hides everything and then you do your repairs if you got gouges uh, and then then we quick hit another coat of primer on those areas that we repaired after sanding mm-hmm. uh, and then the walls really come out nice yeah, that um, primer step is huge. As yeah, that's Dan the was, one I think most people end well, they up don't want to do. They yeah. don't want to use the oil primer. There is a water-based um, alternative, guards. That is, that's the only that's right. the only water-based one, one that we're aware of, right? Yeah. But the oil seals it in. Uh, yeah. The paste residue that's left behind yeah. is water activated. Exactly. So a water-based yeah. paint over that will activate yeah. it and you can have a texture. And that's what happens. And that's yeah. a big problem. Yeah, that's a big problem. I've so. seen that. It looks like alligator crackly. Yep. It looks yep. horrible. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it's coming back at you. Yeah. And, and it's like, <laughs> oh no, now here, what are we going to do? You know? Yeah. It's the revenge. That's, that's happened in, in years past. So yeah. Right. Uh, the oil primer, we recommend ProFlow. Or Benjamin Moore has any number of interior Yeah, they have quite a collection work. of them. And then once you've got that done, the finished paint, and you're good to go. Yeah. Dan, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, how's the best way for them to do that? I would say just give me a call at uh, 481-5476. And if you got any questions, uh, we give free information. <laughs> it's not any cost. Uh, but I try to answer my phone as best as I can. Awesome. To provide that service. So Very cool. Dan Skipper from Skip's Painting, thanks so much for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking with George Clark from WMGB Home Improvements about insulation. Yes. And not necessarily that you need insulation for certain situations, but rather that adding insulation might not be the best way to fix certain problems that we're dealing with. Exactly. That's all coming up next. Stay tuned.
to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, we're back. We are. And we're in the studio with George Clark from WMGB Home Improvement. Home Improvement. You are one of the owners, right, George? Correct. And you're still hanging with us, you the regular it. people. Are oh. you crazy? <laughs> uh, yes, I am. Uh, any other easy questions? <laughs> What's all over your face? Oh, I got into a little poison ivy last week. <laughs> and you'd have to bring that up, wouldn't well, you? The radio people can't see. Well, so I want to share the... Got the face for radio. <laughs> well, that's okay. So does Dan. How did you get poison ivy on your face? Uh, you know, it's a good, good question. We are doing some yard Did you fall cleanup. down? I don't think so. You, wow, that's well, nasty. he would have had to have hit his head pretty hard if he doesn't remember if he fell down or not. Yeah. yeah well, no, it doesn't it. look bad. You were just telling us about it, so I wanted to make sure I brought that <laughs> oh, up. Of course oh, you did. Thanks. Yeah, you're uh-huh. welcome. He's nice like that. I can tell George, he's not concerned about things like that. No. You have a lot of fun, right? Uh, I think that's what we're here for. Exactly. It's a good time, not a long time. Right. <laughs> right. That is very true. Yes, Well, it is. we have a lot of fun with you, but we actually brought you here because we have business to take care of. Mm-hmm. We interviewed somebody a while back, mm-hmm. and when we were done talking, they had a question. And I said, this is a question for George. And so we got in touch with you right away to get the answer. Here's the question. He's got a brick ranch, and he's concerned about the it's insulation. Like 60 plus years old. Right. Yeah. Concerned about the insulation in the walls. He feels there is none. You know, he's got a lot of cold rooms in the house, and so his plan is to blow in some insulation of some sort into the walls to try to seal mm. that up and you know make the house more efficient, hold the right. heat longer, all of that stuff. But his big question was he's seen these things on TV where they can drill holes in your siding and blow some kind mm-hmm. of foam in and then seal that up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really want to do that with his brick or isn't sure that he can. He's wondering if that can be blown in from like the attic into the walls or from the basement up into the walls. First off, that's his first question. And then the other thing, before I let you go into that, I'll just give you the whole scoop. All right. The other thing is the attic. He Mm -hmm. would like to roll out a lot more insulation, and he's wondering how deep he needs to make it and what kind of insulation to get. Yeah, because right now he has the blown-in insulation up there, Yep. doesn't he? Yep. And he said, I forget how thick, six inches thick maybe. Okay. Well, let's let's back up to the walls first. Yep. Um, Yep. Certainly uh, any walls can be... uh, uh, injected or filled with uh, different types of insulation. When you're dealing with brick, you don't want to aesthetically normally ruin the outside of it and have mm-hmm. big chunks of brick off. Right. And sorry about that. We're going to let it slide, George, because I mean, you're the owner. Okay. Yeah, and God cool. bless you. God bless you. And you are just covered with this hideous poison ivy thing, and I feel bad enough already. So it's a sympathy letting go. <laughs> I'm That's joking. Nice. I'll go for whatever whatever, <laughs> whatever I can get. get. Yes. Fine. All right. So, so we don't want to damage the aesthetic of the home. That yeah, makes and, perfect and, sense. And so, uh, and there are, but there are a number of products out there. We have not had uh, good results with the injection foam into those you don't like that i do not like it it just it it works real well initially but in two to three years that product starts breaking down and disintegrating so it it doesn't have any longevity and i share this with you because i did it in my own house some (laughs) years ago um we like to use a cellulose product which is a natural uh product and uh we does require drilling a hole in the wall and filling it and if we were to do that in this situation really our only option is to do it from the inside 
of the house. And it does make a mess. The cellulose is very dusty, um, but it's probably the only really effective way of, of dealing with that. You can't really get to it normally from from the top or the bottom, uh, the basement or the attic, unless it's a really old house. Every once in a while, we'll run into something that's referred to as balloon framing. We have done that. I've got balloon framing. And, you can tell. By and the we have been able to do that. <laughs> However, what I would share with you is that if it's your suspicion that your house is cold because the walls may not uh, be insulated right, or you don't think they are, right? Um, I would share with you that that's probably not the case. Um, we have done audits, energy audits on over 7,000 homes, and we have retrofitted, you know, 3,000 homes. And um, though that we are all kind of conditioned to believe that, the truth is the number one place to treat is that attic. Oh, okay. um, and the number one thing to do in that attic is not just to add more insulation. Okay. It is to seal the attic floor because there's a lot of air leakage through that floor. And you think about all the mechanical penetrations of can lights or regular lights or uh, plumbing uh, uh uh, penetrations going through for drain pipes or even wires, um, even where the walls come together, um, they're not sealed. The drywall's not sealed to the two by fours. And they mm-hmm. might think, well, how much can any of those things leak? Well, not very much is the answer, but there's a thousand linear feet of that. So right. adding them all up, it leaks a lot. If we seal that and stop that air from coming into that attic, and then we ventilate that attic appropriately, with the amount of vents there are on the soffits and good baffles for air to get by and roof cans or a good ridge vent at the top, it's going to keep that thing, the air really moving through there, which is also very helpful. So that would be the second most important thing we do. And then thirdly, then you do add insulation. Um, Today, the current code in the area, most of the areas that, that we serve is an R49, which is, you know, 15 inches approximately of a cellular low insulation. We know that the next code is going to be an R60. So we normally recommend to people rather than, you know, going back, let's go forward. Because once we're there, the extra R10 doesn't really cost much. Mm -hmm. So we feel that it's a value to to do that. Sure. It wasn't but 12 years ago when we were at an R32. Then it was an R38, and then it was an R49. Well, 60 is a common, right? I'm going right. to just fill my entire attic yeah. with insulation. But then I have no ventilation. Then you got no ventilation. So it's really the combo platter of the thing. And there's a lot of guys out there that will come out and just blow uh, insulation in your attic. Mm-hmm. And you can do more harm than good. I mean, it, it can it can make that whole area up there very unhealthy. Um, when we do it, we make... By sealing off... It, by sealing it off. Have yeah. no, no ventilation. No ventilation. Okay. You'll create heat. Um, when the heat and the cold hit and you get moisture in there... Mold. Or you get mold. Uh, if you're not ventilating your bath or kitchen fans properly, um, and there was a time in the 70s that it was okay just to let that go into the attic. Right. Well, very mm-hmm. quickly we found that that moisture being added there wasn't good. Right. So we find a lot of those homes today and we ventilate all those out. So uh, so that's kind of the number one thing to, to do. Then, then the second most important place is in your basement. And you have a where the uh, wooden portion of your house meets the cement block or the mm-hmm. foundation wall, the solid foundation wall, and that's called the rim joist. And sealing that off is the second most important thing to do. So 
what I'm really saying is there's a number of things that we'd get into and do before doing those outside walls. And we have done enough of them that I can tell you it makes just a phenomenal difference. The big message here is that rather than just calling somebody that's just kind of a go and blow insulator, Mm -hmm. um, getting hold of somebody that really uh, is a building scientist, and we have five BPI certified building scientists, and they're all a little kooky, kind of like... Well, well, kind of like you, Dan. And, I knew and, that was coming. And, and, and what I'd share... You're not kooky at all, George, not, right? Not at all. No! Um, but what I'd share is is they're all real passionate about what we do. If I'm going to be fixing or putting the money into my house, mm-hmm. I want to talk to people who are passionate about what they're doing. And, you know, it's sometimes hard to find people who are passionate about insulation. Yeah. But, George, we have found you. And and the other thing I'd share is, you know, not coming out and just measuring and giving you a price. I mean, we have right. infrared go- guns and blower doors and gas testing and even energy modeling software that's available. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of cool little tools. It's really a cool show, uh, show to go through. I know we've talked about doing that. And we'll get to that at some point with you guys. Um, but you'll really learn a lot. And the cool thing about building science is it's all really logical. Once you get it explained, mm-hmm. it all makes sense. Um, very easy to follow along. There is kind of a lot of it mm-hmm. in quantity, but it's easy stuff to get. And and it's been the most satisfying things for customers of anything I've ever done in the construction business because <laughs> it changes the comfort right. of the house. It You know, people have uh, hay fever and that sort of stuff. It can limit that stuff going away or problems with mold or just all kinds of cool stuff. So the takeaway here is call WMGB and have them come out and look at what you've got going on before you just call someone to start blowing insulation where you think you need it. This is a way better way to go. George, if any of our listeners want more information or want to get in contact with you guys, how do they best do that? Um, Check our website out. Ton of information. It's wmgb.com. You can meet our team on there. We've got a lot of uh, great testimonials, a lot of background and information for you. But give us a call. We'd be glad to come out and take a look at, you know, whatever problems you're having on an energy efficiency, comfort, or health issue in your house. And uh, and you'll have a good time learning about it. Absolutely. George Clark, as always, it has been a pleasure to have you here. Thank well, you. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. All right. Now we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the psychology of clutter and maybe even how we can get over that hump and get our houses back to organized. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, are you ready to psychoanalyze everybody out there? <laughs> yes, this is what a segment they... I think a lot of people have been waiting for. Well, I don't know if they've been waiting, but I've been waiting. It's going to be fun. Yeah. What is this? It's pop psychology, right? That's when, like, people who are hacks just kind of <laughs> act like they sure. can figure out what everybody else is thinking. Right? Isn't that the the concept behind pop psychology? Sure. I mean, that's the that's the more harsh way of saying it. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's anyway. what we're going to try. Yeah, a because little bit. Because we want to talk about clutter and organization, and we've got a number of really interesting topics mm-hmm. for down the road. But in getting ready for all of that, yeah. we were really starting to think that there's a psychological aspect behind clutter. Yeah. You know, why do we collect these things? Right. And it seemed, as we dug into that, that... Talking about that is really where we've got to start. 
Well, I think it is because we collect different things in our homes for different reasons, or we hang on to them for different reasons. My dad collected belly button lint in a little wicker chicken. <laughs> I um, know. What is his reason for that? Psychoanalyze yeah. my father very quickly. Uh, No, I would prefer <laughs> not to. That is like beyond. I remember when I found that chicken. I remember when you talked about it on a one minute. We've yeah. had people stop into our stores and yeah. ask if that was a true story. It's true. So. But yeah, Yeah. we collect things for different reasons. And that's what we wanted to focus on because Mm. we can't organize ourselves until we really understand what's going on or at least have a a grasp of it. So let's talk about a few of the different reasons that we just hold on to so much stuff or collect it. Yeah, I think one of the reasons is we hold on to things or collect them based on hope. I think it's really hanging on to it. Yeah, because we have, uh, well, I'll speak from personal experience. I have a ton of books and I refuse to get rid of them because I am hoping that someday I will read them again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I keep them. I don't get rid of them. People do that with clothing. I've I've got a ton of pairs of pants that are a certain waist size uh-huh. that I used to wear. Right, and we <laughs> and always I'm, hope we're going to lose weight and fit into I them again. I expect to lose weight again. Right. But I'm afraid when that happens, I will no longer be among the living. <laughs> so I don't know that those are ever going to actually help right. me. I right. have games. My mm-hmm. kids and I, we play a ton of games, yeah. and I've got a lot of games that we've collected, mm-hmm. and a lot of them we don't play right. because there's just not enough time. And the real double-edged sword part of this whole thing, mm-hmm. at least when it comes to this yeah. one, is that holding on to these things out of hope yeah. actually has the reverse effect. Yeah, it's depressing because we see the things we haven't gotten to or we see the, the things... pants we can't fit into yeah, anymore. Yeah, the books I haven't read, the crafts you know, maybe I haven't done. The or, projects at home that we haven't finished. Right, or it's the memories that... You know, okay, the kids have grown up. I don't have the time. They're busy. They're not home anymore. It's like the past has slipped away and Mm -hmm. we can't get it back. We're hoping to get it back. Right. But we know we can't. So it's it's like this depressing thing that just looks you in the face all the time. And that's important to understand because it helps us look at this whole idea of hanging on to these things Mm -hmm. and really reassess it. And I'm looking at the games. Getting rid of some of these games is actually going to be more beneficial to me in my head Mm -hmm. and how I feel about things than hanging on to them. Right. So that's just one thing. We hold on to things based on hope. Mm -hmm. Another reason is, of course, sentimental reasons. I think that's a huge one. These things matter. We remember the kids when they were little, you know, the little rattle, or I've got toys that the kids carried around all the time. Right. And we hold on to these things. But the important thing to think about here and to remember, and it's so obvious, Mm -hmm. but we don't always think about it, is the memory of these things, the memories that they create, Mm -hmm. aren't contained in those things at all. Of course they're not. They're all in our brain, Mm -hmm. and our brain doesn't need those things to actually bring those memories back up. We don't need physical reminders of them in order to access those memories that we're trying to protect. Yeah, you can always take a picture of them and then, you know, write a few little things about it and call it good enough. You know, put it in a journal and call it good enough. Put it in a journal, photos on the cloud, digital photos that you can look at. You know, I think of all the kids' school papers and art projects and you name it. They just sit in boxes and piles and I don't know how to get rid of them because the other part of this is you feel like getting rid of that stuff is like a slap in the face to the person that right. gave it to you or that it represents. Well, your kids are going to be so sad because you didn't keep all of these things and that means you don't love them and things like that. And it's not true. I- I'm going to give you a personal story here. 
my mom's brother recently passed away and his kids are having to go through all of his stuff and it is just a nightmare. They're like, what do we do with all of this stuff? And it has triggered my mom to say, I have got to get rid of stuff because she was that. I Mm -hmm. will say every single one of your spelling tests, no matter what grade you got on it, every art project with the rice that the mice have wandered off with, (laughs) everything she like saved cotton ball toilet paper holder sheep <laughs> yes from exactly Sunday school. but then you know things happen life happens you don't know when your last day is and then you leave it for somebody else to take care of that's that's the problem and with your mom the sentimental is thing. making that change right now she's trying yeah to yeah she said herself. i have got How to get on this better to catch that ahead of time even younger at a younger stage right. because as young as your mother i'm sure is <laughs> Well, she's older she than us. She still had enough years to collect more stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think about it. It's just something to think about. To remember that getting rid of these things mm-hmm. is not any reflection on the people that they represent. Right. Nothing at all. Right. And the memories aren't contained in those things. Mm-hmm. Photos of them will do the same thing. Digitally right. stored photos that take up no space mm-hmm. can still do the same thing. Evoke the same memories. Right. Now, another big one, and this one's really important to grasp mm-hmm. because it will change And prevent us from even starting to collect some of this if we really get it. Yeah. And it's this idea. We hold on to things because they're ours. There's something called the endowment effect that basically means, in simple terms, once we've established ownership of something, Mm -hmm. that thing now matters to us way more. Right. And it's very hard to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And that ownership can actually become established in our minds just minutes after purchasing the item or taking it. You know, sometimes we find... Things that are offered to us for free. Right. Or a really good deal. Really good deals. All of that stuff. Remember that the minute you bring it in, because a lot of us bring it in with the idea that, okay, it's such a great deal. I can't pass it up. Yeah. Ladies with their shoes. (laughs) I don't need it right now, Uh but I might. And if I don't, I'll just get rid of it. You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of us think that way. Mm -hmm. I'll just get rid of it down the road if I don't need it. Yeah. But I got to take it now. Mm -hmm. Remember, understand that the minute you take it in, it's going to be that much harder to get rid of down the road. That whole idea of, I'll just get rid of it if I don't want it. Right. Kind of a pipe dream. I think of ladies with their shoes. They buy it at a really good price because they're really on sale, you mm-hmm. know, discount clearance bin. Oh, and they're so cute. And then we get them home and, hey, guess what? They pinch our feet. They're going to be so uncomfortable. And so they sit there, but we refuse to get rid of them because we paid money for them. Right. And because and, they're and ours now. They're ours. And and there's all kinds of concepts that fit into that endowment right. effect. A know? lot of these are crossover. Right. You bought things. them and now yep. we feel bad about the money we spent. Right. All of that. But it yep. boils down to they're ours. Yes. And it's harder to get rid of. Right. One other quick one that mm-hmm. I struggle with a ton is <laughs> yes. I anthropomorphize my stuff. I turn yeah. it into Things that have almost human qualities. Yeah. I named my vehicle Harv. Yes. And I won't let you say anything bad about Harv when we drive around in him. I know. If I say anything, you say, shh, don't listen to her, Harv. I honk the horn so Harv can't hear you. Right. And yeah. at first, it's a joke. Right. But, but then it becomes real. <laughs> I had that with another car. I didn't uh-huh. know how to sell the car. Right. It's going to feel so bad. Yep. I do that with clothes. Mm-hmm. It's A lot of silly, people do. But yet... We do it. Yeah. And it makes it very tough for us to get rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. We got to remember, things are things. Right. They don't have minds. They're not sentient. Right. And honestly, if that doesn't work for you, play it the other way. Hey, they have feelings too, and they want to be enjoyed. Right. And if you're not enjoying them, they don't want to just sit in your closet. Maybe somebody will. Think Toy Story 3. Yes. How much better to send them off to the little girl than exactly. to keep them in the attic. Right. Betsy, that's all the time we've got. I wish we could keep going with this. 
yeah. because I feel like I'm solving some of my problems <laughs> or at least getting a grasp on them. Yet another self-serving segment. <laughs> yeah. If you want to check out this episode or any of the past episodes, you can find them online at repcolite.com. And don't forget, if you have plumbing questions for our resident plumber, then make sure you email us at radio at repcolite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure paint is a part of it. Repcolite and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3 o'clock, waiting to see you. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you make sure that you take care of all of your little Repcolite paint cans that are just vying for your attention in the basement. You don't want them to have sad faces. Exactly. Go down there and start painting. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.